What's up, everybody? Back at Draftbus. Draftbus. Woo! All right, so uh, we're here. We're back, and uh, we're gonna do. This is more of a newsy episode. We're doing some fantasy stuff recently, and uh, this episode is more about kind of like what's been going on. Finish up the predictions as far as uh, the AFC East is concerned. Uh, the way too early predictions, and then we're also gonna we're also gonna talk about uh, some of the news that's been going on because some suspensions have been handed out, some suspensions have not been handed out. Uh, in the case of one very famous receiver, uh, anyway, so uh, we'll start with uh, breaking down some of the news stuff. Uh, first, right off the bat, I mean, I know we might have been talking about some of the stuff in the past, but Chris Herndon got suspended for four games. Yes, I know you're a big Jets fan. That probably uh, insults you a little bit. No, I, uh, good Jet fans knew it was coming. <laughs> um, but, like, on a lot of websites, I saw, like... Well, I didn't say you were shocked by it. I said yeah, you were no, yeah. insulted by it. Because <laughs> you said that the uh, it went down as a uh, It went down substance as abuse. substance abuse, but I feel like it's personal conduct when you get arrested for DUI. So it wasn't like they tested him for alcohol and found it. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird thing. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's like it's like when they test for marijuana, it goes down as substance abuse. Yeah. But you, what's funny is they don't get arrested for marijuana. This is that's it still needs to be worked on the uh, the CIB with with Goodell and his what he's allowed to do. But he got a DUI, four games. Uh, we knew it was coming pre-draft. Um, pretty sure that's why they said they drafted the tight end. Um, but of course, there's people out there like, wow, I can't believe he was, you know, driving drunk this close to. I'm pretty sure it happened in like February or January. Yeah, it's it's stupid, and uh, I mean, we've seen that. Ha- I think what the issue is, is with marijuana charges, they don't test you for marijuana. It, it, Whereas when you do get the the DUI, they test you if you've been drinking. So if you failed the alcohol test, they actually have some kind of testing measure to go by. That might be the major difference there. Yeah. Because I know if you get the charges dismissed a lot of times with the marijuana charges, then it might not affect. That's one of the few times where the char- if they get the charges dismissed, it might not affect their their standing on the team mm-hmm. or in the NFL. Uh, reg- uh, there's a couple of other suspensions. Incognito got a, a two-game. Uh, Richie Incognito, now the guard for the Raiders, got a two-game suspension, and they picked up Jonathan Cooper to kind of fill in his role for a little bit at guard. And these are the guys that are replacing uh, Kalishio Semeli, guy who got traded to the Jets yep. uh, with. And uh, I I think Incognito played pretty well the last time he was on the field, but he kind of went bananas a few times yeah. while he's not been he on the, the field. Whole, he had the whole bullying thing in Miami, which... But he came to, like, he went to a funeral and was like flipping out. Yeah, it was thing. his mother's funeral. It was, it was, there was something. Or, I it was his father's. It was, there was some family was, member. He was like flipping out. He like, so yeah, there was a, a thing with that. So he got suspended two games for personal conduct. There's uh, Tyreek Hill got suspended zero games, folks. Zero. <laughs> Total of zero. It, actually, I heard they suspended him for zero. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if we have to get really into the the details of that case. But it, it, he got suspended zero games. So I think But the, what this effect is is how it affects the Pat Mahomes uh, situation. You know, people might have been interested in seeing if Pat Mahomes was going to take a step back either way. But I know what was factoring into a lot of people's uh, worries about Pat Mahomes was if he didn't have Tyreek Hill. It also affects fantasy football, how you're going to, you know, draft your guys there. Yeah. Uh, 
so since Tyreek Hill is getting uh, suspended zero games, I think that's a, a positive for Pat Mahomes. If you draft Tyreek Hill in fantasy, like that, that's a, a you know that's a player who is a, you know for a lot of people is a top ten, top twelve fantasy player. And I, uh, I'm going to release a buyer beware on Tyreek Hill also because uh, the report said that well the report said what that there is no evidence right yeah. but. And the investigation is temper not temporarily closed, but for now it's closed. They said that if there's any new evidence, it can absolutely open up again. Yeah. And of course, we all know that there's a huge difference between an NFL investigation and a legal investigation. Yes. Because the NFL can be like, oh, your boogers look weird, and they'll open up an investigation on you and find some way to suspend you if there's enough people chirping in the background that they, they want you suspended, uh, considering the matter of his suspension. But... Um, Buyer beware on Tyreek Hill. I just don't think that he, what I think this uh, took care of. I think he is going to be a chief because I think it's I think they're uh, comfortable in the fact that he is not lying to the team mm-hmm. as per Kareem Hunt, who was. Um, and, yeah, that was the and, basis for why they released yeah. uh, Kareem. Hunt. So I think Tyreek Hill will be on the Chiefs, but. Or at least that gave them the reason to hide behind it and say that's why we released Kareem Hunt was Cor- that he lied to us. Correct. And but I also think that um, I feel like if I worked for the Chiefs right now, mm-hmm. and let's say it got opened up again, Tyreek Hill winds up getting like a a BS like two game suspension or something like that. I think there's just too many factors of a he said she said to say like oh see you were lying yeah. at this point so i think he's also what he adds to that team is a totally different thing than what Kareem Hunt adds correct so the, getting having a star receiver is different than having a, yeah. a star running back i think Tyreek Hill will be a Kansas City Chiefs i just think that he may not play 17 games this year mm-hmm. uh 16 games sorry Ben Watson i think uh, we've talked about a couple of times on some episodes but i don't think it's been clearly stated he got suspended for four games he's the Patriots tight end uh, they also had released Austin Safarian Jenkins, as we discussed in another episode. So uh, the tight end situation in in uh, in New England's a little weird right now. It no. seems like a lot of these tight ends are been, uh, yeah. I mean, it's been weird no matter what since uh, Gronk's been gone. <laughs> since Gronk's been even, gone, since I think he it was, I think it, I think it became weird when they had a serial killer as a tight end. <laughs> well, I yeah, that, that was a few years ago now. It, listen, for all you kids that may or may not be listening, if you want to be in the NFL, perfect. If you want to be a tight end in the NFL, perfect. Don't play for the Patriots. <laughs> well, Gronk never murdered anybody as far as we know. Uh, no, he didn't. <laughs> Every other tight end is something weird with them. Okay, so uh, and then the Bills might cut or trade LaShawn McCoy. And this is funny because we were talking about this on the Fantasy on the Podcast. Backs, yeah. And LaShawn McCoy, I mean, he's in his 30s. The, that, we were looking at that roster. They have a lot of players on that roster, including Frank Gore, TJ Yeldon. They drafted Devin Singletary. And all these guys have varying levels of uh, what they add to the table as far as a player goes. I think LaShawn McCoy still has some level of value, though. Yeah, I, I think... Um... I think he's a good pass catcher. He's got some lateral quickness to him. I know a lot of people compare Devin Singletary to LaShawn McCoy, but like that, you don't have the proof yet as far as can he really play in the NFL. Yeah, I think if they do cut him or trade him, I think it's a post-preseason. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to see something in another running back that they have. They're going to get confirmation. Exactly. They're going to wait for confirmation for this. This is a big player for uh, Buffalo, especially for like the fan base. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo's a very fan base-driven team, um, so you can't just – 
cut Shady. And remember, when they did get uh, LaShawn McCoy, they gave up. Uh, I feel like they gave up something uh, big to. It was Kiko Alonso. Ke- no, 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 to uh, to Philly. Yeah, Kiko. They traded Kiko okay, Alonso yeah, yeah. to Philly, and then yeah. Philly traded him down to Miami. Miami. Yeah. So, uh, I, I get that they had, they had traded some assets to get LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that we're also a couple. But that's a couple few years. years yeah, ago. yeah, we're years removed from that. But I think, um, I think. I think it's just the, the identity. That the, the, he was the guy that they people see and associate with the Bills right now. Correct. Uh, you know, like their their rookie, their quarterback's still in his second year. He's you know he didn't do he wasn't amazing as a rookie. He you know Lashawn McCoy was part of the team that got him to the playoffs. You saw them get rid of Tyrod Taylor. Now yeah. they have Lashawn McCoy still. Um, they built up the O line again. They put some real investment into the offensive line. So uh, losing LeSean, I, I think they they are now looking at it as going, hey, are we going to cut early on a running back who, yeah, has some good lateral quickness still, but maybe not. Is it not going to be Do we know what his contract looks like? I don't have it off the top. But my um, whole question is why? Like, are you saving that much money? Possibly. I mean, he probably had a bigger contract than a lot of other running backs. Uh, he's probably got no... no uh, uh, nothing holding over the cap, so keeping him to the even like you're saying after if, if he has no guarantees left, it might not be that big of a deal if they keep him all the way to the end of preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and old, keep yeah. in mind they have Frank Gore on the roster, so they have another aging running back, but they probably didn't pay him that much to be there. So they have a guy who can be in the locker room and kind of be a supportive environment. Yeah, they, that's a lot of money for a cap hit for an so old running back. That's the Nine reason why. Nine million dollars. Nine million dollars. I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of money. And it's probably not guaranteed at all because he's several years in on that contract. Mm-hmm. Um, or is there two point six a dead cap? Two point six. Yeah, but compared so, to the other years where it's eleven and eighteen, that's so. probably why they kept them. Yeah. They they extended them for a bit. And, so this is really like almost like his option year. I mean, yeah, I mean, a... yeah, the $2 million cap, it's not going to be that big. Plus, it, if since they're cutting them after uh, June 1st, it would be spread over two seasons. Exactly, yeah. Um, I You know, losing LaShawn McCoy for them would probably not be that big of a deal, and getting that much cap space would be helpful, probably. Yeah. Especially, Especially if one of these guys shows them something during the preseason. Yeah, and TJ Eldon's a solid running back. We have never seen him really be this – you know, amazing player, but we've seen again. Like I said, there's investment on the O line. He can catch out of the backfield. I I would not feel worried having him as my starting running back. I wouldn't feel impressed or amazed, but I'd feel okay. I also don't think that the Bills this year really are playing for a lot. I mean, they can they can come out. They could be a good team, like they could have been any other year. But I just feel like if this is the year where they cut a bigger guy, start. Let's not call Save it some a, assets. a rebuild, but like a little mini rebuild. Uh, start, you know, putting some money in the cap for next year. Um, I don't think it kills them. No, I don't. And uh, again, getting rid of uh, somebody who's who's cap hit. You know, you're saving seven million on your cap. That's a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. So you're getting rid of him and Devin Singletary, rookie. Uh, you got T.J. Hilton. You got Frank Gore. I I think that. I think there's a lot of potential there that they're going to do it and or trade him. I don't think anybody's going to trade for him, though. Who's going to trade for him? Well, we were talking about one of those holdout teams uh, in the last episode. Uh, maybe if one of those teams... But if you can get a guy like Duke Johnson compared to him, 
you know somebody who's a little bit younger. Plus, again, you might not have to pay that much to get him on like uh, as a free agent. I think though that the holdout with the holdout uh, situation, I don't think age really matters in that situation because you're only signing him for really the year anyway. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be like a trade and sign guy. Yeah, right. I I think what's going to end up happening is they're going to cut him and somebody's going to sign him. Yeah, he's yeah, probably yeah. going to be one of those teams that might have a yeah. holdout running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other news was uh, Gordon. And we were talking before about holdouts, so we talked in the the fantasy podcast about this. We never talked about it on a regular podcast, but Gordon and Elliot are looking to potentially hold out even into the year. We saw this with Le'Veon Bell last year where he didn't sign the franchise tag tender, and this might be a thing going forward especially for running backs who you know again have a short lifespan on the on the field they take a lot of hits it's a very replaceable position and if you have an opportunity to go ahead and get some money for you know some life-changing money down the road i can understand why a running back would say i'm not gonna i'm not gonna risk my body i'm not gonna risk injury I want I want a new contract. I want some money. I want some guarantees. I want you know put a ring on it. Dallas put a ring on it. San Diego. I mean L A. Put a ring <laughs> on it. You know like they, they want to get married. They want some money. Yeah. And uh, again, these two guys are elite running backs. They're probably top five running backs. I, a, I understand. I think there's a huge difference. I mean, what's the age difference between Gordon and uh, think, Zeke? Uh, they might be the same age, but I think. Well, no, I think I think it's maybe a year or two. Yeah, I mean, I, I I really do see the Zeke deal getting done. I do too. I think we talked about that on the fantasy episode yeah. that I think Zeke, they want Zeke, they want to keep him Absolutely. because actually, not for nothing, Zeke's one of those players that excel, like makes the O line better. And and also, I think that he has um, he has talent that nobody else. He, has. I think, is the best actual. Like, if you're talking about in between the tackles, running backs, I think he is the best in between Correct. the tackles, running backs, and I even say that above Todd Gurley. Yeah, I, I think he he is. He's got the speed. He's got power. He also is elusive. I lo- I think he's better. I, and I've said this before. And people who I um, I know a lot of Giants fans, they will probably murder me for this. I think he's better than Saquon as far as in between the tackles. I think Saquon's a better receiver out of the backfield. Yeah. Um. I just feel like he's uh, he's he's an elite guy. Like where Melvin Gordon, all right. So you have when I was when I was like uh, I guess I don't know when, but yeah. To me, I put Melvin Gordon in this category of three guys, and I know you're not going to agree with one, but I have Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, and uh, Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Just because I think draft year stuff like that, they kind of all seem like the same person at one time for me. Um, uh, well, I think Leonard Fournette's not as good of a pass catcher. Not not as good, but I'm just saying in the same category, like just three guys that I always compare to each other. Um, I just feel like th- those are three guys compare you can compare to each other. Now you take a Zeke. I think Zeke's. The, oh no, I agree with you. on like, this. I think Zeke's the compa- next level. Like up. you just can't. I think Zeke. Who do you is put the next Zeke in the up. same category as? And, and a I lot of people argue you, you don't. <laughs> you no. don't put Zeke in the same category. As anyone, like he, yeah, like he, the top three. But guys... I do like Melvin Gordon, and oh, no, I think I think yeah. Melvin Gordon is in that tier of running back where he is better than the league average running back. Correct. I also think Melvin Gordon can hold out because he's on the Chargers, and the Chargers he's also on the fifth year option. Exactly. He doesn't have a um, he like the team doesn't have a lot of reasons not to give him his money. Like they have Philip Rivers on their way out. They have a couple of big. I could def- see them. I could see them saying we don't want to pay him. I could see them sitting there. But going who are they like, paying instead? Other players on the roster. You know, uh, you got Bosa coming up on a contract. 
you have Melvin Ingram on a contract. Bosa's is coming up in two years, though. Well, that's after the fifth year option. You you could start paying him after this year. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, year. you can resign him. But what I'm saying is, I like I really don't see them having like another like Keenan Allen. Who would you rather have on the team, Melvin Gordon or Keenan Allen? I don't know. Because I think I can replace at least a, I'm not, I can't replace Melvin Gordon, but I can replace a good chunk of Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could replace a good chunk of Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen is a good receiver, one of the best route runners in the league, good hands. Yeah. And you know, honestly, like the guy who I compare to, like the, one of the guys who I compare Amari Cooper to is Keenan Allen. Those guys are just they're good route runners. I think Keenan Allen's got better hands than Amari Cooper. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's not a lot of guys in Keenan Allen's like range that I see as a receiver that I like better than Keenan Allen. And he's and he's gotten decent amount of touchdowns for a guy who's not really a red zone weapon. Oh yeah. So he gets open, he's a good part of their offense. Uh it's a hard one to make an assessment on, but I think what you can get out of and keep in mind like, you know, they might have to trade for a running back going into the year cuz they didn't draft one. But a guy like Duke Johnson a guy like or sign LaShawn McCoy once he gets cut. There's a lot of opportunity for them to potentially replace Melvin Gordon. I think the Cowboys are more stuck with Zeke than signing Zeke. Yeah, I think they're stuck with signing <laughs> Zeke. And I think Zeke and giving him the money could have the personality to really hold out too. Yeah. Oh, I, I think, think Zeke's got bigger balls than and, a lot of people. I, and I think that he he's owed more money too. <laughs> he's the whole. He was definitely part of the reason why they even made the yeah. playoffs the last few years. So and Dak not doing as well as he did. Yeah, helps his, helps Zeke's argument too. Yes. So I I think Zeke's going to get a deal done because I also think Jerry Jones likes Zeke. I think he he made a he made an effort to get Zeke. But there's the battle of personalities. You're going to, I mean, that's going to be headlined. I think Dak's going to be the one who's going to get fucked in the end as far as the contracts go, which depends on your True. definition of getting fucked. There's... If you think it's you're getting fucked by getting what you're probably owed versus getting paid top end, like whenever the new quarterback hits the market, they usually get the top salary. I don't think he's getting the top salary. I don't. I don't think he deserves it. No. And I don't think they're going to do it. No. So I think with Dak, I think he's the one who's going to probably have to take a hometown discount. Zeke doesn't deserve a hometown discount. No. He deserves as much money as he can get, and he's been he that like could we be were a... saying he's probably the best running back in the league, and he's in healthy. Yeah, that's something that doesn't get said for a guy who plays as much as he does. He stays healthy. Well, it's because of what he does when he's not playing. I mean, the guy is a, a workout freak. Yeah, he's 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 a freak of nature with with workout freakish abilities. Yeah. Um. Never taking the day off, and he should be rewarded for that. But let's talk about a little bit of the situation that could be mm-hmm. if he holds out, considering everything with Jerry Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones versus Zeke Elliott. Well, the one difference <laughs> these two teams have compared to, say, uh, the Steelers last year with Le'Veon Bell is both these teams can trade these players without getting that player to sign off. That's true. Uh, because they're both under contract. So they could say maybe they turn to a team that maybe that hasn't negotiated with him yet and say, hey, we'll take a sixth-rounder or a fifth-rounder. We'll stick him on your team. I don't think they would do it. I don't no. think either team would do it. No. I think they had, it would probably take at least a third or fourth rounder to get one of these players around, oh, away from your team. Higher. I don't think so because you're talking about a running back still. You're still talking about a running back, but you're talking about the best running back in the NFL. Well, Zeke, okay, again, Zeke versus, say, uh, Melvin Gordon, two different value charts. Correct, absolutely. I think Zeke, you're probably right, probably Let's take talk- a minimum – a high third pick. That's what I want to talk about. Like let's 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 just play this out in our heads. Holdout situation. Zeke is full hold on. 
hold out. He want, he doesn't want to play. Zeke versus Jerry Jones after, you know, two years ago now, Jerry Jones was, like, fighting for Zeke. Yeah. That's Roger Goodell. <laughs> I mean, that could be a crazy situation. It could be. And that, I, that would be insane. And, and Jerry Jones is one of those guys who has an ego. And, and he's, he's one of those guys who's like, uh, he's also, but he's also not afraid to pay people. He paid Des Bryant. He, he had yeah. no problem paying Des Bryant. He had no problem keeping like, keeping Des Bryant. He tried to keep him as much as he could. That was part of a institutionalized thing. And it also comes down to Stephen Jones and what he believes in. Yeah. Because he has been the big director of this new take, this new franchise turnaround. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think he has more to do with it than, say, Jerry Jones does. Yeah. And you could see it in how they value players. So I think that uh, I think they do end up paying him. In the theory of what do you think it would cost to trade for Zeke, I I think they won't part with him for less than a third round. I could see Jerry Jones saying, you know what, fuck you, I'm not going to trade you, that you're on my team until the end of it. Or I could see them saying, you know what, hey, uh, somebody wants to pay us for this player. They're willing to pay him to keep to get him to be on their team. But I think I think Dallas is just too in love with him. I think Dallas likes him. I think he, he I think, he's the yeah. identity of Dallas too. I think if they let him hold out too, it also shows like a big problem that came that's with their uh, general manager or or management in general, just not thinking how much they would have to pay him. And let's say there was, you but know, they have a lot of cap left too. They do have cap. That's left, a team that has spend, more. Cap. They did spend a lot though. I mean, not spend a lot. They have a lot of cap going into next year. They have a lot. And because they haven't spent much in a a little bit. They used to be that team that always was up against the cap. Yeah. But and even up until this year, that the next year they have a lot of. Free they re-signed cap. Cooper though, correct? No, they haven't signed. They him. haven't signed Cooper when they no. When he got traded? That's the other issue. They had no. They didn't sign him. When, they didn't give him an extension when he got traded okay. for. So you have Amari Cooper. You have to pay Dak, Dak Prescott, Prescott and Zeke Elliott. And you, I'm pretty sure you got the lineman too, right? The uh, Zach Martin. Did no, he no, get an no, extension? The newer one. Yeah. Connor. Uh, no, he was only last year. I think there was one in between that. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, the right tackle. You're talking about Leo Collins. Uh, I don't think they re-signed Leo Collins. I don't. No, I think they. I think they draft somebody. Yeah. I think it's going to be, or they they try to replace him in house. Uh, I think Melvin Gordon's more likely to get traded out of the two. Yeah. And I think it's a way, way higher likelihood. And the teams that I could see doing it, a team like the Colts would be. An interesting marriage, but they didn't want to spend on Le'Veon Bell. So what would make me think that they would spend on, say, Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon, except unless you thought, "Hey, we'll give you an extension, we'll give you some guaranteed money, but we're not going to pay you more than ten million a year." Like that's the question you have to ask. Like, if you're Melvin Gordon, would you take two years of guaranteed money, a couple years of guaranteed money, but you're not getting paid as much annually? Yeah, because right now he's on the last year of a deal. Mm-hmm. That's the value of him holding out. Is Hey, I can get injured. I won't get paid next year. And we also have to figure out like where where his mindset is. Does, we also does, don't know what he's been offered exactly. Or or does he want to be a Charger for life? Does he not care? Some that's a big that's a big thing. You know. I think I I I, I know there's some players that care about that. I know there's some teams that that builds that. I think the Chargers don't endear themselves to their players yeah. very well. well Philip so. Rivers definitely, but. <laughs> they couldn't get rid of him. Well, they didn't want him. In but the Eric place. Weddle, <laughs> yeah, Eric they Weddle, they they yeah. they fucked over, and Baltimore. they were they were playing games with. So LT, they let go of. Yeah, so they 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 uh they don't endear themselves yeah. to their own players very well. Whenever I look at where I could see a player possibly going, I pick the same area, maybe different conference. 
So, like, um, I'm going to throw one out there. Kansas City. That's the same division, same conference from Melvin Gordon. That's right. Uh, that's what I meant. But like, He's the same division. Yeah, do you, I don't do, see them trading you to know, Kansas City. I think the team that I could see them trading them to, if you're going to talk same side of the country, uh, Seattle. Seattle. San Fran. I think Seattle. I think Seattle would be the perfect pick for them because that's a team that they doesn't gotta, mind yeah. having a good running back, paying up for a running back, would invest that kind of capital, would trade a – they say got, a fourth rounder, fifth and they got, third and they rounder. got two young running backs they can include with that trade. They got yeah. Penny and uh, who's the other guy? Carson, Carson, Chris Carson, and JD McKissick. They have a few players yeah. on their roster. Um, that'd be crazy. That'd actually be crazy. Yeah, Melvin and Gordon on the D- same team as Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf. <laughs> but that, according to rumor, DK Metcalf's not even predicted to be in the the. In the three receiver sets right now, I think he will be. I think he'll eventually. I think he'll grow into. Did you see? Did you see the video? A lot of times, receivers take a. It takes a year or two for receivers to really take a step forward. Anyway, peak and 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 I understand Pete Carroll's like a crazy guy when he's coaching. Did you see the video of when uh, DK Metcalf came into the uh, war room after getting drafted when he met Pete Carroll? Was it when he had the shirt off? He walked in with no shirt on, (laughs) and Pete Carroll immediately took his shirt off. I mean, that's a lot of love. And I, I get Pete it. Carroll's an interesting character. Yeah, he's a cool DK cat. Metcalf, he, he was he was all combine hype, but uh, I don't think he was all combine hype. No, he's, he a, had he's hype a good player. That. I mean, he's a, he's a he he didn't have a lot of production because he had an injury issue. He, so he had some injuries. He wasn't a he wasn't the main target in the offense. Uh, there was a few reasons why he he didn't go in the first round. I think he has that potential to be a first round player, but I think that's that that and I think he will end up returning dividends and it's a great thing they got him in the second round uh i like what i saw from him i think he has some i I think he'll be an interesting player down the road i like i said before though receivers transitioning to the nfl take some time oh yeah especially learning the you know learning the full scheme learning the full book and also getting chemistry with your quarterback yep so those are the two major holdouts. I, and another Gordon, I could see him going to. Uh, what about Jacksonville? Um, because who's, got, who's Jacksonville got right now? They got Leonard Fournette, but they've been tired Fournette. of him for a while. Yeah, I could see them trading him. I could see them. I, Jacksonville's I could... weird. I feel like I feel like Jacksonville needs to rebuild, and they're like doing it, but also they're like not doing it. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like a rebuild without a rookie quarterback without like, <laughs> it's a weird rebuild. It's like they re they tried to rebuild and then like they paused and yeah. they like restarted rebuilding after a couple of years. Cause they, they had they the one good to throw year. money at it. Yeah. They just try to throw yeah. money at it. And sometimes that works. It worked one year and then didn't work the other years, but <laughs> it, you know, they, they figured out the, the bum issue to having Blake Bortles as your quarterback. Yeah. And hopefully Nick Foles, it will be a bit better. So but then they have, I mean, they have no wide receivers now again. I just feel like, I mean, Marquise, Marquise which would be the benefit of having Melvin Gordon on your team because you'd at least check it down to him. Yeah, and he'll get some run after the catch. I, 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 I could definitely see that being a thing if they really don't want to pay him, and they can get some real value for it. And, and that's a team that I don't know if they, they're not. I don't think the Chargers are that smart down the line where they would do that, but it would be a smart move to get rid of him and get something for him in return. Texans as well. Texans. I can see a Texans. Except that I wouldn't like him on the Texans no. for the one reason that O-line is jank. Um, and also, like, the the most minuscule point ever. I think that uh, Chargers 
if they do hold on to him, they'd want to hold on to him. You got to remember they're they're going into that new stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, their fan base is kind of like crappy right now because of the whole stadium issue because of them moving from San Diego to more LA, people yeah. want more people in San Diego want them than anyone else want them in LA, especially considering um, the Rams moving to LA and being definitely the better of the teams moving. But they they will want well initially <laughs> not not initially, but I mean for God's sakes. They were in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but um, you have to remember, like, uh, that that's going to be they, – they're going to want to have a substantial team. Yeah. Not with, in the middle of a rebuild. They want a substantial team going into a new stadium, especially when you have uh, that direct competition with, with the Rams. Yeah. Just like, you know, Giants and Jets. That's that's what you want. It's Let's true. not forget the what the Jets did the first year they were in the stadium. That was a big deal. And the other holdout we were talking about before was Chris Jones. Uh, tra- he was going to be a training camp holdout, D tackle, D end on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Basically, one of the few pieces of their defense they even have left from last year. Yeah. Good player. I kind they have Spagnolo now coming in as their D coordinator. Uh, I think they'll give him a, a deal. I think they they were looking to extend him, and that's going to be a key part of their defense going forward. Mm-hmm. So I don't worry too much about him getting an extension at some point. Uh, he might just hold out throughout training camp and get a deal during the year. He might get a deal before the end of training camp. It might be the until... old Darrell Revis holdout. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that was the extent of all the news. We were also going to talk about the AFC East because that was the last way too early prediction that we have not done yet. So uh, I, you know, let's talk about it. Yeah, we got got the the Jets, the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Bills. And I, what what do you think about it? Since you are in that division, where do you think it's all going to land? Well, I'm in the division I currently play. No, I'm just um, no, but. Clearly a Miami Dolphins fan. <laughs> uh, I mean, it comes down to the Patriots. It always does. I think this might be the last year it comes down to the Patriots. Um, but it's it's whether the Patriots um, start to fail. I mean, yeah. I, I do think, and I'm trying not, not to be favoritism, play some favoritism, but I do think that it's the – I really think the Jets have an opportunity to make it their division – this year it's just whether they're going to play to their ability i think the thing that's holding the jets back is that they they could have went a whole different direction with with their gm way sooner yeah oh no no, no, exactly this could have been done two years ago yeah and uh i i I don't hate gase i feel like there would have been more identity more uniform identity going forward if they had gotten rid of mccagnan going into the i know that a lot of times you don't want to fire your gm going into the draft and that was the real worry but you know you gave the guy the opportunity to sign people in free agency and he, he i don't think him and the coach were on the same page so yeah. i think that might be what holds them back a bit um from what i've been seeing uh i've actually gained a lot of respect for gase um no and i i don't yeah. have anything against gase yeah. i'm saying the fact that the gm and gase were not on the same Correct. page going into it will hold them back what i was going to say was i have a lot of respect for gase knowledge of um the roster roster and construction and roster, value exactly and, yeah. and i think um he's a really good coach that can do well with what he's dealt with yes so i don't think that that 
is going to have that much take on Gase. They, the Jets have this thing called um, One Jets Drive, and it's kind of like a little inside mini series. Mm-hmm. And the first episode came out last uh, last week. And I was watching um, the, the episode. Uh, a huge part of it consisted of Gase breaking down Darnold, and he, I mean, Gase, he was a quarterback coach, right? Yeah. So, I mean, his understanding of what Darnold can and cannot do is something that Todd Bowles didn't have one ounce of. Yeah. Uh, that's oh, what no, I would say. So, that's why a lot of these, uh, the, the big move has been for offensive head coaches mm-hmm. and offensive coordinators because knowing what your offense can do, you can usually find the guy who can put together the good defense. It's pretty hard to find the guy who can get your offense to work. And considering the NFL is... I think it's like 50% is offense, 35% defense, 15% special teams is what leads to your eventual scoring. Having the guy on the roster, who having the guy who's running everything, who's got like over 50% of the, the value. Correct. I think that you can put uh, a bunch of really good defensive players together and they will play great. Yeah. You can't just put a really bunch of great offensive guys together without having the right coaching and understanding of how they're good and how they have to work together with each other for there to be success. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I really like the clips that I saw of Gase uh, in the, you know, training, not training camp, but, you know. Uh, so, but you think that it's going to be Patriots one this year? I, I think it, well, this is the thing. There, When I was talking about the Jets, there's a lot of storylines that can play out in the positive. Yeah. I feel part of the reason they got Gase is because Gase, in a way, is a Patriot killer. I mean, he has a really good record against the Patriots in the last couple of years with the Dolphins. I think he has an improved team from the Dolphins team with the, with this year's Jets. Depending on the year, because I think the year he, his first year with the Dolphins where they made it to the playoffs, he had a really good team, at least as far as the D-line went. He had a good D-line. Yeah, he he, was able, he got the best year out of Tannehill that anybody's ever seen. And, that, and that's what I'm, I'm saying. I think that this year's Jets are better than those Miami Dolphins teams. I think that, I mean, even when the... Miami was like really, really bad. He upsetted the Patriots at least twice or three times. The, yeah. Those end of year games, even with like Brady playing and stuff like that, it wasn't like a BS game. Last year they had that the run back, right? Then they have the uh, yes, the, like the, the thirty two lateral play and, and crushed them at the end because but, they put Gronk in the the end zone as a safety, <laughs> and uh, apparently Gronk can't play safety. <laughs> they would have thought sticking your tight end at sa- <laughs> safety was not going to work. No, um, so as far as the Patriots, I just think it's like uh, I read an article today. It was like the they're technically tight endless. Uh, the Patriots. It's like if that if that's going to have a, or a Gronkless Patriots is really going to affect them. I think it does just because I don't think the weapons are what their weapons were. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like you know they not last year's team, but like a couple years before. Like if you took Gronk out of that situation, they'd be fine. I think the situation that they're in now without Gronk. They're, like they don't have that Chris Hogan aspect. They don't have the well, now Hogan's on a different team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't have that Chris Hogan like guy out of nowhere, which they probably will because they're the Patriots. Yeah, They'll well, just have some Dorsett or uh, exactly. Nikhil Harry will step up. Nikhil Harry is something to look forward to. I think for the Patriots, I think he will be successful. Forgot to talk. Well, we were talking running backs. That's right. But um, the, uh, the, I think um, Sony Michelle is only going to get better on this team. I think that their line maybe can use a little bit of help to be perfect. Don't forget though, uh, Isaiah Wynn. You're talking about the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, Isaiah didn't... Wynn didn't play last year. Yeah. So they lost. You know, they might have tra- yeah. they, they lost Trent Brown in free agency, but they they're going to have Isaiah Wynn back. They also they consistently spend picks on the line in mid rounds, and they they always seem to grab guys that 
seem to be coach you know you can coach him up they got a guy this year whose name's unpronounceable like in the third or fourth round and uh he's going to be an interesting interior guy he fits the bill yeah i mean if they have an issue and they again they they turn shaq mason into a, a real player they they seem to just seem to develop they have Dante Scarnecki, who's one of the best O-line coaches. If, if you can get Dante Scarnecki out of fucking New England, I think you'll have a, a better shot. Yeah. But uh, right now... Assassination I'm, attempt upcoming. Or just pay him to leave. <laughs> I'll give you a billion dollars. Um, if you're Woody Johnson, that might be with the deal you might have to go make. I think it'd be considered tampering, but still. Um, um, but I do think that that's the competition this year. Um, I didn't like Josh Allen on the Bills last year. I didn't, but here's... So, they found. A, I think the coaching staff is uh, is building around him, and I think what, even though I don't believe Josh Allen was the best quarterback in his year, and even though I don't believe that Josh Allen should have went ahead of Josh Rosen, I think that you can build a scheme, an offensive scheme around him. He's very athletic. He's very big. Uh, Sean McDermott's used to dealing with a guy like Cam Newton. You know, he comes from uh, Josh Carolina. Allen has the arm or doesn't have the arm. He has that arm. He, he has, has a big arm. arm, but he's not very accurate. See, the thing is, like, all right, but but they're wide receivers now. Who they have? They have uh, Zay Jones still, right? No, yes. Yeah, Zay Jones. Zay Jones is their top wide receiver. Who else do they have to go down there and catch the ball? See, if I was the Bills, I'd be focusing. Like, I I thought for sure Moncrief was going to go to the Bills this year. I thought he would have been a perfect fit for the Bills. Well, Moncrief was an interesting one because Moncrief, I, I don't know what's happened with him. Now he's on the Steelers. Yeah. And he, when he was, I liked him when he was on the Colts, but it, his thing was he was just this big athletic dude. Then he went to the Jacksonville, and there was just better receivers on Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't keep him, because I, I think part of it was was that they're uh, – Oh, they did. He, they, they, the, the Bills. I'm just looking at. It now. They, they signed did. John Brown, who they, was an interesting pickup, and a guy who can go, they're trying to have it where they can't outthrow him. Basically, they want yeah. guys who are going to run downfield exactly. and get separation. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was looking at. Also, Cole Be- Beasley in the slot. Yeah, from uh, Dallas. So I, that's pretty good. Uh... You know, they also signed Mitch Morse to. You know, we were talking about the the O line, Ty Seki to be their their tackle as well. They, they really want to, to build up that offensive line. They want to build up around Josh Allen. And keep in mind, Sean McDermott, uh, defensive-minded uh, guy, but very willing to adapt. Mm-hmm. They so. also picked up Croft, too, from Cincinnati tight end. I, you know, Croft is an okay tight end. I think it was just they didn't want to keep paying oh. Charles Clay. Yeah. That was a – I feel like that was a I'm going to screw you move. Like I think that was a Rex Ryan idea is that <laughs> they, uh, they gave him a deal on that transition tag from Miami. Mm-hmm. To, to screw with Miami and it kind of bit them in the ass because they gave them a ridiculously stupid deal. So this was their way of saying, "Hey, we're going to get rid of Charles Clay. We're going to get a a tight end who, you know, is at least going to be a serviceable tight end who can play. We know he knows how to play tight end in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He might not be amazing at it. And they also drafted a, a tight end too, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dawson Knox out of Tennessee, Miami, Ole Miss, Ole Miss Tennessee, yeah, Ole Miss." Um, Miami, you got uh, the big move coming in after the draft. They take Josh Rosen from Arizona, mm-hmm. and uh, they I think also Miami's the, the Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I think Miami is the one that's most likely to be fourth. Yes, I, that's in the division. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm still I still want to pay attention to Miami because uh, it's going to say a lot about Josh Rosen. 
um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the number one quarterback to have on your team if you want to learn something about the other quarterbacks on your team. Um, he's he's a good competition quarterback. He's also got that in mind. He's the smartest. He's also used to, used to learning new schemes and new playbooks. Yeah, adaptable. And a lot of guys say that they have learned from him having yeah. him on the roster. Yeah, he's not. A so young it's a guy beneficial anymore. thing for Josh Rosen to be on the same roster as uh, Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, do you think there's going to be a real competition in preseason between for that job, or do you think it's uh, either one of those guys' jobs? I I think it's going to be a real competition. I think so too. And I think that I think the competition will make them better. And I also think that Ryan Fitzpatrick will will kind of hopefully tutor. Uh, Josh Rosen and be that kind of uh, mm -hmm. you know kind of good quarterback mentor and he's been known for doing that so I I think Rosen's gonna have an interesting time in Miami I think it I think it doesn't benefit them to stick them out there right away anyway they don't have a great O line uh, typical it, Ryan Fitzpatrick team yeah <laughs> but the thing is Ryan Fitzpatrick also has that thing of you know he'll run around get injured he'll He'll throw five interceptions. He'll or he'll do some crazy shit and win you a game with five exactly. touchdowns. Six touchdowns, yeah. Yeah, so he'll throw you five interceptions, six touchdowns in the same game. Yeah. So I I just don't think I think Miami's deliberately in a rebuild mode. Yeah. They they've made it known and they're trying to do the what the Browns did a few years ago. And I think they're doing it better. At least for the most part. So just, I don't mind what they're doing. Uh but I don't think they're gonna be in the running this year, no. whereas I think the Jets and the Bills are at least going to try to win. Yep. I, I feel like I'd be I'd be pulling for the Jets to take over and win it's win it out if it wasn't for the fact that the one they weren't on the same page with their GM, so that was a shit show. Yeah. And two, the Patriots are still the Patriots. And three, I not for nothing. There's cohesion within the Bills organization right now, and they are building what they need to around their players. So when it comes down to our way too early predictions, what do you have? I have it Patriots, Bills, Jets, and then Miami. Okay. I have my standings prediction, and then I have um, two separate predictions outside of that. Gotcha. My standings are Patriots, Jets, Bills, Dolphins. My first prediction is that one of the AFC wildcard teams will come from the AFC East. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, the Jets or the Bills, depending on who's second uh, in the division, will make the playoffs. <clears throat> and my last one is, is at the end of the year, Ryan Fitzpatrick will assume a position on the New England Patriots. Making him. <laughs> you think he'll be the new quarterback? Well, not the new quarterback, but I just think that he's going to create, uh, he's going to complete the, uh, the AFC East tour. And he'll be the only player, I think, the only player to play on the on Buffalo, New York, Miami, and New England. I just think that he's a good player too uh, to have because I don't think Brady's going to like stick around for whoever this rookie is. No. So I think Ryan Fitzpatrick may be that guy that they bring in as like that elder, uh, like uh, Brunel, like yeah. like a Brunel or a uh, who's the guy the Jets just got rid of, uh, Josh McCown. Josh McCown uh, for their rookie. Yeah. Who I do think, and that's another thing, uh, I do think <clears throat> that um, if the Patriots don't have a good year, they, they're they going for a quarterback. Oh, absolutely. I and think. next year's a good year to do it, yep. or even the year later. Yeah. So, uh, 
I think that kind of wraps up this episode. Uh, it was a fun episode, a lot of like a uh, lot of suspension talk and a lot of talk about uh, the AFC East and where that's going. I think that wraps up the way too early prediction. So, so now it's just early. Now, yeah, now it's just early. <laughs> now we just have to do every team over again. But yeah. it's just early. It's not way too early. They're in training camp, but you know it does make sense. You're going to have injuries coming out of training camp. Well, we will do a power, almost kind of like a power rankings episode eventually, or eventual like where we think everything's going to really land in the se- in the in the full NFL. How I think that the where everybody's really going to stand going in, and I think we'll we'll go with that on another episode, and hopefully we'll have finalized predictions for all the divisions at the, the beginning of the season. So I think it's going to be an interesting year for football, man. Football, yeah. <laughs> and just said that football, yeah. No, I think football. it's gonna football, yeah. Uh, no, I think I, I do agree with you. I think I think there's gonna be a lot of things different. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think the Patriots are winning the Super Bowl because I can say that because it's AFC East, right? So I, I think the, I don't think the Patriots are gonna win the Super Bowl. I actually don't think they'll be in it either. Um, but so I, I feel like a lot of things are gonna. I think this is gonna be uh, how do they say changing of the guard year. Yeah. But, no pun intended. Anyway, so if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, you could follow it at DraftVice. If you want to follow it on Instagram, you could follow it at DraftVice underscore football, football. on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> you follow me at Brojo Death Punch. That's B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. And then punch. Yum. <laughs> I hope you know how to spell punch. Anyway, uh, and... And that's on both Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all all platforms. You can follow me at Brojo Death Punch. And Steve, you are. You can follow me on Instagram at Pums P U M S one four two. You're not going to see anything football related on that, but if you want to follow me, I don't give a crap. And also, what you probably might want to follow is our fantasy league by state is going to be the first followable football fantasy football league. But it's very interesting. We got a lot of. Uh, it's an interesting league. It's like the drama mama of famous fantasy football. But we're, we're gonna. You we're say gonna, that, and I've been doing stand up for the last year, and I can't. I can. You guys would never understand the level of drama that comes through that. One of his jokes was based on our league, and it was a true story. It was. Um, but but yeah, so we're gonna make it uh, a followable fantasy football league, and you'll want to follow it. Um, so yeah, that's. I don't know, have a handle for that yet, but uh, next next episode next week we should have that done. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to be